start. We're recording. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sea Turtle Mindset, episode number two, um, with um, my special guest here, Maximo Lora. We're going to shut this music off, and um, we're going to jump right in. Um, originally, it wasn't going to be um, Maximo. It was going to be probably episode like four. However, um, well, you have to adjust. Some things... Um, Sometimes in life, what you plan for doesn't go according to plan. And so you have to adjust yourself so that you can meet those um, things. So we're going to jump right in. Ladies, Champions adjust. You already know. So we're going to jump right into it. Like I said before, um, this is Maximo Love. So how do I meet him? I met him about four years ago. Um, and it was through mutual friend. Literally, it was through our network. And because of this individual, like I was telling my girlfriend the other day, it was like, hey, you know, if it wasn't for Max giving me the extra oomph, I wouldn't be self-published. So I had written my book, but I was doing it on my own, like DIY. I was doing it on my own. And I remember showing him my first book cover and he looked at me. He's like, look, do you want to be average or do you want to be great? And I was like, damn, because he comes back. He, he has a marketing um, background of 20 plus years. Yes. So he has, he's owned his own business. He's, he used to have a marketing firm here in Providence, Rhode Island. And um, he knows what it is, it is about, about marketing. And, and if it wasn't for him, I, my, my brand of Sea Turtle Mindset wouldn't be where it is. So I do want to say first and foremost, thank you for not only um, providing your, your expertise, but also your, your mentorship, your wisdom. Awesome. In the marketing. Sure. So um, I want to start off by saying, you know, thank you for being on the podcast today. So it's a different environment. Um, I want this podcast to be mobile. I want it to be different location because the book is about uh, it is about traveling. So being in different places at all times is going to be really exciting. So we're going to jump right into it. And, you know, I want to interview you about your mindset and really your passion about why you did. Why did you jump into marketing in the first place? Okay, um, not so much marketing came about because of graphics. So if you, want, if you don't mind, I, I want to talk about graphics. So I've always had a passion for art. I love drawing. I love painting since I was a little kid. And going into high school, I'm about to date myself. Going into high school in the, the mid-90s, um, computers were coming up. And everyone was talking about computers. They were, they were the talk of the town. And I, I was asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? And what I was thinking was, Something has to do with art, but arts artists really don't get paid that much. Most most artists don't get paid that much, you know. So, um, I went to this vocational program, vocational school, and what it was that you get to go to different programs every three weeks. And you get to try out different programs, and one oh, of nice. my one of my professors said, "Hey, you should check out the printing and graphics program because a mixture of graphics and, and I mean with computer and art." It's taking computers and putting art on computers. So this is back in the day when it wasn't a thing. Now 95. It's like, okay, okay. I was three years old. Yeah, 95. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, 95, I got introduced to graphics. Okay, cool. And I've been doing graphic design ever since. So that's why it's, right now we're in 2018. So yeah. No, we're in 2019, buddy. 19. Wow, 2019. Yeah, so you already know it's been... 24, 24, 26, 40. almost 20, uh, yeah, 25 years, almost 25, 25 years. I've been yeah. doing graphics. I got introduced to it and I started doing it then. Um, wow. Yeah. And you know what really sparked? I was talking to someone about it the other day. One of the teacher assistants there, he was showcasing one of his projects that he was working freelance and he was actually designing. This is from my hip hop heads. He was designing or he was doing a, a project for the Nas I Am album. I Am. Oh, wow. That's powerful. I Am. 
You ever heard that album? Uh, no. It's a good <laughs> album. It's a really good <laughs> I album. Nas, I Am. And when I saw that, this teacher assistant was doing a, a Nas co- cover. I'm, I'm into hip-hop. I was like, yo, he's doing Nas? That's dope. And they got me intrigued. And I, ever since then, I've been doing graphics. Wow. That's what's up. So, yeah. um, so you got involved, right? You went to school. You found what you wanted to do early on. Mm-hmm. Stuck out. You stuck with you know being an artist. Obviously, you became a graphic designer. That's a virtual. Like it wasn't pen, pen and paper. Mm-hmm. But my question was, what's your process from going from pen and paper? Because I've seen you like like create something from pen and paper and yeah. then put it on the computer. Like, what do you? How do you do that? Like, how do yeah. you do that? So, so rewinding a little bit more. My my first flyer that I actually did was in high school. Okay. I did a flyer in high school, and would you believe it was hand hand designed? And we printed it out. It was for a high school a dance party. I actually have a picture of it. I got to find it somewhere. <laughs> it was handwritten flying. But um, the handwritten, pro- and then you just photocopied it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't even no computer at all. It was straight crazy. up handwritten. The date, the, the location. I had a DJ like this in graffiti. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah crazy. It, was, it was crazy. But um, I, 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 people don't, I don't know if anyone, like maybe a creative might see this or hear this or understand this is that. When, I, when someone starts talking to me about a design or something that they're thinking about, I paint it and I draw it in my head first. It's already there. Like, I've told you, so I like, yeah. it's in my head. I just got to get it off my head. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got to get it off my head. I got to move it from here to there, from my head to the computer. That's crazy. So it's already, like, I can visualize. The other day, we were sitting here right here. We were sitting with your boy, and he was talking about, about his logo, and I just, boom. Oh, yep, yep. I, it was in my head. I drew it on a piece of paper, and boom, it's there. So, I don't know. It's just... That's how I was born. Carlos is laughing. He's like, yeah, he saw that. He saw that action. So uh, that's how I, since a little kid, visualize it, visualize things. Visualize it. And now, you know, talking about visualizing, what is it that you're into now? Like, obviously, you know, little did the people know, you know, um, you had your marketing firm in Providence and... You know, from personal experience, I know what happened, but, you know, share, share with, with our, with the audience, what happened with your firm. Yeah. So, um, 2003 graduated college, fresh out of college, looking for uh, a job. I was, I was, I was a born entrepreneur. I had, um, I did graphics on the side freelance a lot and I never, I never made the push. I never made the push to really go full on, full fledged entrepreneur. I never made the like be my own boss until I was put in the situation I needed to do it. So out of college, I couldn't find a job, and I remember um, eight, it was eighteen months, more than 18, like almost eighteen months. I couldn't find a job, so I said, you know, what? I'm just gonna go full on entrepreneur, open up my own graphics firm, and I opened up my own graphics firm. Um, I was doing a lot of freelance graphics. I was doing the clubs, nightclubs, DJs. Um, mixtapes, um, high school parties, college parties, realtors, you name it, I designed it. I even had like, freelance. Yeah, and I had clients and everything. So I had like one of my biggest clients was University of Rhode Island. I had as oh, a wow. client. Bryant University was one of my clients. Brown University was one of my clients. Um, back in the day, if anyone remembers Bay of Vista, currently um, Skyline, that was one of my clients. So I had a lot of people, clients, and then around... 2000, I remember 2005, give or take, the economy was starting to, starting to um, tumble down. Yep. Um, people were, were getting tight with their money. And the last thing, which is funny, because you would think you want to spend most of your money on marketing to keep your business afloat. Right. That's the last thing they want to spend money on. They were worried about rent, utilities. And, and, and it comes back to the same thing, you know, it's like you're putting, you have to visualize that your marketing money is really bringing back that, that value that you want because you can't see 
what you're doing with marketing. People see, like, what I, in my experience is, I've done ads on Facebook, I've done um, advertisement for myself, and I'm throwing it out in the air, and you just have to visualize and just know that that marketing money is going to bring you more money, you know? So Yeah. So, the economy was tanking, and I was losing money left and right. No clients were coming in. I was, my, 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 um, my money coming in was not matching the money going out. It was, it was off. I was losing money. So I just ended up um, closing down shop and I went back to nine to five. And that was, that was a tough pill to swallow because imagine you, you, you leave co- college and you open up this business. It's going good for you. And then the funny thing is, um, ju- just to actually, I'm going to rewind because I want to get the mindset. So can't find a job, open up my own business. And then all of a sudden, um, I get an opportunity of a lifetime to work at, at, a, at, a, at a firm. I'm not going to mention the names, but one of the biggest billboard companies in the world. Okay. I got okay. to work there. So this, this is my daily schedule. Eight to five, I work at the billboard company. I was the art director. 20, 22 years old, art director for one of the leading billboard companies in the world. Wow. So it was a big time position. And by the way, for anyone that's young hearing this, I was 22 years old, art director for a uh, one of the largest billboard companies in the world, and I'm gonna be real with you, they pay me crap. Like I didn't get paid what I was worth. You but, think it was because you was young, or you yes, just didn't know? No, because I was young and I had no experience. But here's the thing: I saw it as the opportunity. So I said to myself, "Okay, they're not paying me what I'm worth, but this is the the number one, if not number two, number two, number one billboard company in the world, and they hired me as an art director. This is gonna be." Like killer on my on my resume. On your resume, so future I'm gonna I'm gonna take the loss right now as far as money, but I know for a fact it's gonna it's gonna build me up for the future. So I took the L, was paid less, um, worked for the billboard company. But here's the thing: eight to five billboard company. Get out of work at five, grab dinner on the way, like fast food, eat it while I'm driving. Get to my firm, my my office. I rented out an office space to do my graphics. I did that from six to about midnight or one o'clock oh, in the damn. morning. Oh damn. Oh damn! So I was, gr- I was grinding. grinding. I was grinding. So I made my, my, my money in the morning from that salary job, and they gave me benefits. It was good, but then I was grinding until about one o'clock in the morning, um, doing doing graphics freelance for all my clients, and that went went on for about eight months. And that's the point I needed to ask myself if I want to go full time with the entrepreneurism because at eight months, my five to my five to midnight salary tripled what I was making at the, at the billboard company. Mm. Tripled. Oh wow! That's my jump ship. Left the billboard company. Was doing um, graphics full time. What? If you don't mind me asking, what was you making at the gra- uh, at that billboard company, salary wise? Man, honestly, my first job. And mind you, this is career salary. They play me twenty five grand a year. No. For the nine role, to five. Nine to five. No 20, commission. I'm not even joking with you guys. Twenty five grand a year. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be transparent. Oh, twenty five. But here's the thing. It was um, it was a name. And you know what the funny thing is. Um, even after the, the, the economy crash, um, I went back to 9 to 5, and I got a real prestigious job at a, at a firm here in Rapp, okay, cool. an advertising firm. And when they pulled out my resume, they said, hold up, you were the art director at, at here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. And you're like, how old are you right now? And at the time, I was 25. So it was already three years second, later. Three years later. They're like, wait a minute. You were the art director at 23? I was like, yeah. They're like, And then you told them you left because you started your own. Yeah, and they're like, we're hiring you. Come over. Come over. And, they, and that, that they gave me 45. Okay, so they doubled it. They gave me, yeah, they gave me 45. Okay, cool. So, um, so you've definitely experienced the, the employee mindset being not paid what you're worth, mm-hmm. right? Then you went to the entrepreneur. 
and then you got smacked by the economy, which I did, happens. I did, I did. So then you go back, right, to being an employee. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine the, the mindset that it took from, you know, going from, like, I'm, I'm on my own time, on my own schedule, I'm making my own money, to now you have to be behind someone else's rules, someone else's mm-hmm. delegation. So my question was, what, what, what was your mind at that moment, you know, going back to work for someone else? Being totally transparent, it, it sucked. It sucked really bad because I was so used to the flexibility, um, the the lifestyle, um, really being on my own time. Okay. But I did understand pay, bills needed to be paid. Right. So, um, but I knew I was I was I was designed for more. I knew I had more in me, and I felt like I was talking to you about it yesterday. I felt like I was in a cage. Hmm. You know, like I was I was caged in. I, I was. Especially, um, you know, being in a creative aspect. The last thing, if anyone ever hires someone that, for creative or anything like that, one of the last things you want to do with someone that's creative or in the arts, in the music, and kind of industry, is limit them. We do not want to be limited. We want to be free. Um, and that was a tough time for me, like really tough time. Okay, okay. So, being in that tough time, so now I want to fast forward, you know, I want I want my audience to know. I want your audience to know. You're not obviously an employee anymore. No. Let's just keep it real. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be totally transparent on this. I want you to tell what it is that you do in the network marketing industry now. Yeah. Like, how has that completely changed your life in the last seven years? Because I know this weekend was your anniversary in that business in that industry. Yeah. yeah. So seven years ago. Um, I was I moved to Florida. Yep. That's another thing about mindset. Like I, I went to a city and state. I knew people in Florida, but I didn't know anyone in Tampa. I moved to a city for an opportunity. Didn't know anyone, and I recommend anyone, anyone watching this right now or hearing this right now, if you really want to um, grow, move, move, go somewhere you've never been. I don't I don't know if it's for a couple months, several years. I moved like permanently. I permanently moved to Florida. And I got really uncomfortable. But while there, I was working for uh, the state of Florida. I had a good job. And um, it just got to a point that, that I was stressed out at work. I really, I really didn't want to be there. My, my boss ended up getting fired. A lot of his responsibilities went, went on me. So I was had more responsibility, but I was getting paid the same. That's crazy. <laughs> so it started getting stressed out. And um, I was just looking for a way to, to make more money, to be honest. Make more money and live life a little bit more. Um, I was introduced to network marketing, um, and the crazy part is I've been int- I, I was introduced to network marketing at the age of 18. Okay. So here I am, 12 years later, age of 30, getting introduced again, and I had a not a sour taste. I would say I had a misconception. I was ignorant to the industry. Okay. Because so of, before you go into yeah. there, um, just in a, in a short couple of sentences, just mention what network marketing is, and some people misunderstand it. What what it actually is? Just give a, a broad gener, um, a broad definition of what network marketing, what what the industry is. Fantastic. So network marketing is basically when a company has a viable product. They have either a product, something that they they want to put out in a marketplace. They want to sell to people, but they don't believe in traditional marketing or, or selling. Meaning like. Um, TV ads, billboard ads, anything like that. Um, sponsorship's not going to pay an athlete to sell a sneaker or whatever case make that like be like traditional. So they weren't hiring people like you to produce content for them to sell them their their, uh, their products. Not really. No. Okay, cool. So well, I'll so, give you another example. For example, 
um, like this book bag right here, right? Yeah. It's it's collect. You were creating book bags with a name on it so they can sell. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. So basically what, no, what marketing does, they believe in the, the number one form of marketing, which is probably the strongest. I think it is the strongest form of marketing is word of mouth. And you've been in the marketing industry, in the marketing industry for how long? 25 plus. Yeah, something like so that. So you definitely know what it is about marketing. Okay. I was, I was, I've been in there almost, All right. I started working at like age 10. So I've been hustling since 10 years old. Something okay. Like that. So going back into, you know, 18, now you're 30 years old. You, now you're into the network marketing industry. My friend shared this idea with me. And the first thing I, I said to myself when he was sharing it with me, I already knew it was network marketing. And I said to myself, oh man, it's one of those things. How the hell am I going to say no to this thing? Because it's my boy. It's like my boy, my boy, boy. Like, I can't say no to this guy because he's my friend. So, but um, I saw it and I fell in love with the product. I really liked the product. And the way it was explained to me that, you know, it was word of mouth marketing. At the end of the day, think about it. If, if, um, if you refer someone to an idea or service or something like that, like, like, I don't know, let's say your friend has a car wash and you, and you throw 10 clients his way. If he offered you a free car wash because you threw 10 clients his way, you're going to be mad? <laughs> nah. Like, you, you took care of me, so I'm going to take care of you. So same thing with this concept. They're paying me to refer people to this really cool concept. And I was like, you know what? Makes sense. I'm going I'm to give it a shot. But I'm going to keep it real with you. I didn't, I didn't um, do it thinking I was going to make a lot of money or walk away from my job or uh, do this full time. I just did it for fun. Um, I did it more for the product. The product was travel. I wanted to travel more, and it made sense. Okay. And just so we can get our, obviously, you're being very transparent. What was your salary at that state job? You know, you have state benefits. You got state, like, you know, you're a state employee. You know, mm-hmm. what was you making that you walked away from it, you know? Uh, I, I'd rather not say. Okay, but, okay. But it was more than 50. Yeah, it was more than 50. More than $50,000 from a state job. So, you know, and so my last question, because we're going to wrap it up in, the, in a bit, Be, knowing what you know now, you know, what do you believe that your life, you know, obviously you've been, a, you've had a a very up and down kind of career, you know, in the, in the same industry marketing. Um, what's the mindset that has grown in you in the last seven years that you've been in the network marketing industry? What's that mindset? What's that one thing? That you can advise anyone who's watching to not only take in their in their life, but they can apply it in other parts of their life, not just business. Um, what's so? What's that mindset that you would want to spread your wisdom? Because that's what that's what we're doing right now. We're spreading our wisdom. So, what is that one thing that you would love to say about your mindset you held in the last seven years? Yeah, or I think, even in the last twenty five years. Yeah, I think that one of the things that that really um, is a key factor in my success and anything that I've done in, in the past is, and really, I think that. Um, it really, I learned this early on that anything I wanted in life, anything I ever wanted came down to me. And I see this a lot in, in society nowadays. People, they get caught up in like what mommy and daddy going to get me, what, what my boss is going to do for me, what this person is going to do for me. Mm. But when you leave that alone and you really, you know, get down to the nitty gritty and realize that you are in control of your destiny. Like you, like it's you, and that, and that's what it is. It's you. So when you realize that it's it's all you, and you really look in the mirror and say, "Look, I gotta get this done," you can you can accomplish anything in the world. Anything in the world it, it, um, can happen. With that kind of mindset, knowing that you, you're behind it. So 
would you say it's having that self-confidence in you? Not even self-confidence. You gotta be real. If you want me to keep it real, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I've gotten used to, like, you know, going to a job and expecting my job to give me what I want for Mm -hmm. the things that I did for them, right? Same thing with my mom and dad. Like, if I did this, I get this. So, what you're telling me is I have to do this for me so I can get that for me. Yeah. So, why do you think people don't have that mindset right now? What is it that, you know, what is it that cause us not to have that mindset to have those limiting beliefs in ourselves that we can't do it on our own like it's not me like i've heard this quote and this is pretty much what your mindset saying if it's if it's meant to be it's up to me right is, is that kind of where the mindset you're going yeah because I, th- I, I think they, i'll give an example i was talking to my nephew about this the other day and uh and I'm, I'm sorry we're going a little bit over time but i was talking to my nephew about this and i, I truly believe that people if you can just realize one thing the more value you bring to the marketplace, the more value you bring to society, the more value you bring to your job, the more value you bring to whatever um, opportunity you come across, the more value you bring to it, the more value it will bring to you. So if you're staying stagnant, if you're not learning, if you're not growing, you're not becoming a better person, you're not learning a new skill, you you have to put the initiative to go do that. If you don't put the initiative, you can't complain that you're not getting paid. You can't complain that you're not making more money. Mm. Mm. See, so the more value you bring to something, the more money you make. That's why there's also like, I'll give you an example. I truly believe um, teachers should get paid more money. But unfortunately, the way society is set up, it's who brings more value. And because a teacher can only, most teachers can only impact 30-something kids, they don't, that's, that's what they're impacting, 30-something kids. Mm. And as you go up and you impact them more lives, you get paid more. So I think, like, honestly, if, if a teacher really wants to make more money, take their subject and put and teach it on YouTube. Mm. Mm. Teach it on, on one of those one of those websites that you can you can pay for um, subscriptions, subscriptions stuff and stuff like that. Because wow. now you're impacting more lives. Can you imagine what the, the school industry would happen to? The more lives you impact, the more money you're making. I'll give you another, another example, which, which is the one that, that people throw against teachers. Our athletes. Athletes get paid millions. Millions and millions of dollars. But let's be real. Why do people go to the stadiums? Entertainment. For by who? By the athletes. Athletes. Who who sells the jerseys? The athletes. The athletes. Because their names on it. Right. So they bring value to the organization. They bring value to the team, and the team pays them those millions. So once again, that goes back to bringing value to where you work. So so at the end of the day, who's in control of that value? You are. Thank you. That's the point. Mm. You 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 control what you learn. You control if you're gonna read a new book. You control what you bring. You control okay. how you show up. So how do you become more valuable in the marketplace? Learn, mm. study, read books, listen to audios, be around people that, that that inspire you. People that are better than you. Go to seminars. Go to events. Network. Become a better you. Because because here's the thing. One of my one of my favorite quotes. I forgot who said it, but it goes, "You're either growing or you're dying." You're either growing or you're dying. I'm not. I'm not dying. I'm growing. I'm. I want to. If I'm this. If I'm at the same spot or the same person I, I was a year ago, what the hell? What, what am I doing? Facts. That's we gotta facts. evolve. Okay. Okay. So, wrapping this up, you know, I'm rocking your gear. You know what I'm saying? So, team elite. You Let's know, get just it. Wrap, wrap it up. Why elite? <clears throat> Why elite? Why elite? You could have chose any because it's all about brand. I'm in the marketing. I, I like I love marketing, mm-hmm. and you know this is my last question. We're wrapping it up. Then I want you to say how can, they can find you. How can they follow you and your stuff like that? 
um, why elite? Like seriously, why elite? There could have been so many words. Yeah. Why that word? I think it was just um, it was a group of friends who coming up with names and we threw it out and it was it was it was a brand that we we were associated with before. Like we 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 always t- tossed around the name elite. Um, but I think it's just just to go back to the original brand of elite, like the original context of it. It was just being like we, our, our motto says not not your average lifestyle. We want to be above average. See, society teaches you to be average. Society teaches you to be right here. Um, they don't. They like one of my one, another favorite quote. We were um, designed to win, but programmed to fail. Mm, mm. So society programs you to be right here. Because if you think too big, or if you go do something crazy, you, you dream too big. You look that weird. You look at this. What's that? You don't bunk that. Get out of here with that. Like, let's think elite. Let's think of the top of the top, the tippity top. Let's be the best of that we can be, become the greatest. You know, and that's what it's all about. Become, becoming the greatest person you can be. Good is the enemy of great. You know, it's about ex- exceeding your expectation, your own expectations, your own. Exceeding it and going to surpass it and dream big and think of Sweet. Big. That's sweet. You know, and, and, and when you said, you know, we're born... Um, to win, but program to lose. It, it, it reminded me of the quote that I'm saying right now. You know, we're born as sea turtles to mm-hmm. travel the world, but we're programmed or we're, we're raised to be land turtles, limited by our habitat. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank Get the you book. so much. Get the book, Sea Turtle Mindset. Get the book, Sea Turtle Mindset. It's available everywhere. Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, um, this Kindle. This guy's good right here. This guy's um, good. The cover is made by yours truly. Um, if you want to follow him, it's on your Instagram, what's oh, your name? Oh, Maximo Laura923, M-A-X-I-M-O-L-O-R-A-923. And then he has also another another um, Instagram account that's really popping off. It's called Maximize Your Lifestyle, right? Maximize Your Lifestyle. I, I put it on hold for a little bit. All right, but, but you know, you got to maximize. It's there. It don't it's matter. There. It don't matter. Maximize Your Lifestyle is there as well, yeah. See, here's the thing, and I want to wrap this up with. Even though he puts it on hold, he still is going to be consistent and persistent on it. You know, yeah. it's like he just put it on hold, and that goes for anybody, you know. Whatever you're doing, yeah, you might be on hold, but just get out of your way and just be consistent and persistent on it because it will eventually pop off, mm-hmm. you know? So with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Um, I truly, truly think, um, thank you for coming on um, the podcast. It went a little bit overboard, but yo, definitely fire, definitely fire. So with that being said, we're wrapping it up. Peace. Let's just uh, answer some of these people's, um, some people was like, oh, people are afraid of feeling. My boy Brandon is saying facts. Um, JD Furry89. Oh, Pierce Mars. That's who was saying that quote. Um, You're looking out. You're looking out. The looks. Any any questions on on the Insta live? What's he doing? I don't care. Oh, the the millionaire student goes, I like the mindset. Sea turtle mindset. I like that. Is is that what I think it is? Mm. Is that Sashi? No. No, all right. But let me, uh, let's do this real quick since we have people on here already. Yeah, I'm going to end the, the court. It's bonus, okay. right? it's so bonus. this is some bonus. The question that we're getting, yeah, she, she put her name like it's, if we're, it's the sequence. So the question goes, um, you know, Max said in order for you to grow exponentially, you know, you have to move out of your current environment. That means don't let your zip code hold you back. Mm-hmm. So we're from Rhode Island. He went from Rhode Island to Florida. You know, not knowing anybody. So the question is, how did you, in order to do it, how did you go about that? Yeah, great question. Great question. So I'll tell you exactly my story, and I'm going to tell you what happened with that story. So I was living, so <clears throat> this goes hand in hand with my whole travel and everything like that. So 
I've always had a travel bug. I always wanted to travel more. And when I was about 12 years old, my mom allowed me to go to Florida to go visit my godmother. And that's when the travel bug hit me. I wanted to live in Florida. So every, every opportunity I had to move to Florida, I, I tried. When I turned 18 or 17, when I was going to college, um, I tried to apply for colleges in Florida, but I got, I got a better deal in Rhode Island. So I didn't go to Florida. When I graduated college, I applied for jobs in Florida. Nobody wanted to hire me because I didn't have experience. Finally, after running my own business, working for some advertising firms in Rhode Island, I applied for a job in Florida. And the funny thing is, I applied for this uh, a university called the University of South Florida. And I really thought it was in South Florida, meaning Miami, Fort Lauderdale, that area. And my mom's, my mom's side of the family is there. So I was like, you know what? That's not a bad transition. I can go there. I can see my, my mom's side of the family can be close to them. But when I applied, after I applied, I looked up the school, and the school's in Tampa. I don't know anyone in Tampa. So I get a call for an interview, and the guy goes, I love everything about your, your online resume, but my boss will kill me if I hire you over the phone. Can you come down to Tampa to apply for this job? And, you know, I was excited because I got into Florida, but then at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know anyone in Tampa. But I went down to the interview, got the job. They were paying me more than I was making in Rhode Island, which is crazy because most people that moved to Florida did a pay cut. I actually got an increase, which is crazy. And um, here's the thing about my quote, about saying that, you know, if you want to grow, move. The reason I say that is that when I went to Florida, when I went to Tampa, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know the area. I didn't know where to get a haircut. I didn't know where to go shopping. I didn't know where to fix my car. Nothing. So I had to restart everything. But here's the thing. It gave me an opportunity to grow. So it gave me the opportunity to grow. And in that instant, I became a better person. So when I said earlier, um, if you have an opportunity to move, go, because you can grow, I really mean it because you're, you're stretching your comfort zone. Because you got to think about it. If you, I'll give you an example of Rhode Island. I, I, I was living in Rhode Island. This is my comfort zone. And I remember my mentor once told me, Max, in order to, to and when you stretch your comfort zone, you stretch your wealth zone. So if you really want to make more money, you got to stretch your area. So, you know, that's my advice. You know, you're, you're born and raised in the area, move somewhere else. Even Maybe it's not permanent, maybe for like a year or two, but I promise you, I've seen so many people tell me, even like foreign exchange students or, or like, you know, going away for a semester in school, whatever it may be, um, get away from your, your comfort zone and I promise you, um, you're going to grow because it's going to put you in an environment that you, you're going to need to grow or you're going to be coming right back home. So, Melissa, I hope that answered your question. Um, if you have any, want me to elaborate any, any more on that, let me know. We'll stay on here for another couple more minutes. Once again, right now we are live on my page, uh, Maximo Laura 923 and on Sea Turtle Mindset. Hope everyone's having a good night. Thank you for the question, by the way, Melissa. That was a phenomenal question. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be away next week, but uh, after the 20th, anytime. Sweet, sweet. What's up, Carlos? Hope everyone's having a good night. All right, let's wrap it up. That's it. Right, I think we're done. Good question. All right. You guys have a good night.